You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The uh, idea of, of the Halach um, the being an Aramaic, of course, already sort of gets people wondering. But I think more fundamental is why are we even speaking about the matzah when we haven't even asked about it, right? It's actually, as you can see, right after Holach Ma'anya, as you can see in the standard Haggadah, which I just downloaded, just the uh, one from Hebrew books, right? Right after the standard, uh, uh, right after the Holach Ma'anya, we have the Manishtana, where we're asking about matzah, right? And, and we sort of have the answer before the question. Okay, which is strange. Um, I would say that this question is perhaps a little more um, important when we realize that matzah has its own spot later in the Haggadah. That, of course, is on the heels of Rabbi Gamliel's statement, which is taken from the Mishnah, which we're going to see soon. But first, let's take a look at um, Rabbi Gamliel again, the way it's um, now Pesach Shenemar, Vimartim Zevach Pesachu Hashem, Asher Posach Albati Bena Yusrobi Mitzray, Benukbu is Mitzrim, as Mitzrayim, as Potenu Hitzel, Vikadom, Vishtachu. Okay, everybody is familiar with that. What you might what you might not be so familiar with, and we're gonna find out tonight, is this is really quite a um a uh, sort of uh packed version of Rugamlio. It's not the version of Rugamlio necessarily that appears in the Mishnah. Um, it's a Gamil with a lot of extras. Um, and but just to ask the question again from Halach Ma'anya, this is where we're talking about matzah. And we say what the ma as you see coming up, matzah zush and ma. So this is where you're gonna explain matzah. Why explain matzah uh earlier? And again, obviously, the other the third question is is that it's a different reason than what Rav Gamliel says. Uh, what we say later in the Seder is, that as they were leaving on the next day, they weren't able to have their dough rise and develop into uh, the breads. Until God said, you know, seemingly was pushing them and uh, they realized that they had to leave. And the Pusset that is in the standard Haggadah that's quoted says that it's not God so much as it is the Mitzrim who were who were pushing them. Well, Yochel is and they couldn't wait. And that's why we have Matzah, not necessarily because of Halach Ma'anya. So that is some of the issues of Halach Ma'anya. And every generation, a person has to uh, look at himself as if he left Mitzrayim. The proof for this is quoted in our standard text from Shemos, from Parsha's bow, in Parakid Gimel, where it says, And this is after the, the Jews have already been in Israel. You will tell your son on that day when he asks you, So even though that person who would be saying that we now know probably didn't even experience Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, he's still going to give that answer. And on that, on the heels of that statement, we have, So it would seem that these two verses, one is in Bamidbar, I'm sorry, one is in uh, Shamos, Second one is in Parshas Vyaschanan, Vyosonu Hotsi Misham 
Laman Hovioson, Lusayson Osairitz Asher Nishbalabosenu, that's in Parshas Vyaschanan. Parshas Vyaschanan, um it the Torah says your son is going to ask you about what are the Eidos, Hukim and Mishpatim, what are all these things about? And you will tell him that we were Avodim and God took us out of Mitzrayim, and he took us out in order to bring us to this land that was sworn to our fathers. So the question here is, and we're going to try to explain it tonight, uh, Rafsadi is going to help us, is what are the what is the purpose of both psukim? We already have one pasuk that says, "Pavur Now it sounds like that pasuk is alone enough. The way I explained it to say that even though the person talking wasn't in Mitzrayim, he could still say that to his son. So it's already implied that you—that's the way you speak to your children. A hundred years later, two hundred years later, a thousand years later when you're wherever you are. So why do we need the second Pesach? Now you could say, the three of you are probably thinking, well, that second Pesach is even more clear. All right, then why have the first? In other words, I, I'll agree with you that on, uh, objectively, this Pesach that's quoted here and and I'm and we were taken from there in order to bring us here to give us this land. I I will admit that this is we were the ones who left. Is better than so. Why quote this pasuk uh, Seemingly because that it's us. We have to be and this we have all the terms So in the standard text, the one that's found in most of Hagodos today, which scholars have said is closer to Rav Amram, 70 years Sadia's senior, the Lefikach is a wind-up that indicates once again, it happened to Avoseinu, but also Lonu, secondary. And, and the truth is, is that uh, if you just use our Haggadah, and you don't go back into the sources at all, and you're just reading what's in the standard uh, text, then what you're going to read is, is that yeah, it's not it's it's not just them, it's us. We are sort of like part of the ride as well. In other words, even both of these psukim just mean we're part of the ride. But as you can see um, from Rav Gamliel, that it's mostly about them. And once again, I'll go back to Rav Gamliel and read to you what what the standard text of Rav Gamliel is. Not our houses, it was our ancestors, right? We didn't have those things happen to us, it was them, right? And the third statement about Mara also, Now it's true, the next, the next section sort of throws us into it based on the psukim. However, we still are secondary. As you can see, Lois Abaseinu Bilvad. So this great statement, Dor Vador, just means we are part of the story, but it's mostly, it's their story, and they, of course, are our progenitors. That seems to be the, the thrust and you really get that even from the Lefikach, where it says, It's mostly to them, but we're also part of it. And I'm not saying that's a small thing, because on one level, you could say we weren't there, and clearly we, in a way, are connected. But I'd like to say that if we just follow our standard Nusach, that our connection is a limited one, at least up until that final bracha. 
And in that final bracha, something flips. Baruch atah Hashem, Elokeinu melech alam, asher ge'alonu. In other words, even though the Lefikach, that we just said right before the Hallel, mentioned the our ancestors primarily, by the time the Baruch comes along, it's it flips to Galanu, that he redeemed us. Now you could have just left it that way, but clearly from the next statement, we now become primary. Okay. So I guess my question is, how did that happen? How by saying those two statements of Hallel did it flip? Now, one last place to look before we take a look at Rapsadia inside is from the answer, as we say, the answer to the four questions of Vonamayinu, which is also based in part in those psukim in Vyaschanon that Osonu is part of it. So let's take a look at Avonamayinu in its standard Nusach. It's interesting how it starts with we were slaves, and then it flips to Avoseinu. Then it becomes the Avos. So the first statement is a direct quote from the from the Torah itself, Avonamayinu. But the next statement says, it was them. Now, why is it that we are considered like we were freed? So the logic here is, not that we were taken out, but that we would still be slaves. So what happened to them is as if it happened to us. I'd like to suggest that that is something that is a logical point. It's a logical point that many have questioned, right? Many have said, are you sure? Is that so true? Is it true that that that, that there's no way we, we wouldn't have not have been slaves? Even if you want to grant that that is the case, that somehow you know we have to take it on faith that we would still be enslaved. Um, if, if you take a look at the um, the the graphic novel Haggadah that Jordan Garfinkel wrote, he's got this version, this modern techno version of slavery, where there's a bunch of big computer screens everywhere, and you have these, you know, in this like you have. All- it doesn't mean that we were taken out. It means by logic, we wouldn't be where we were had that event not happened. Um, which is a powerful idea, but I'm not sure how strong it resonates. The alternative, I think, is something that Sadia pushed. And I think it pushed it in a subtle way, and everybody washes their hands, and they make the bracha al-netivas yadayim, right? Which is like the Rambam, but even before the Rambam, Sadia said, you should make a bracha al-netivas yadayim. This is a, a, a chiyuv because you're about to dip something. So you have to make al-natiwas yadayim, like the original takono. V'yoviu shulchan. In other words, there hasn't been a table yet. Bring a table. All there has has been wine. And there has been no matzah. And there's been no, there's been no moror. You're just, I guess, sitting around on a couch or something. And you've made kiddush. And you've washed. Bring the table. And on the table are vegetables and halik. That's the harosas. Was that the custom? They would sit on the couch and bring the table and then when they were finished eating? Right. They would, right but there would be no table beforehand. Now there's tables. Now there's one big table. Pick some vegetable that's not the bitter one. Make bar priyadama. Dip it into the halik. And then eat enough to make bar nefashot. So first of all, there's an alnatiyos yadayim. There's also, you eat a shear of what we call karpas. Then you bring another table. 
Another table is brought in. A second table. All right, move that table out. Here's a new table. Va'alav matzah. If you don't have two tables, clear the first table off and put the matzah on there and put the murrah on there and put the other things that you're going to eat tonight, the way I explain them. Put them down on this table. And no matter whether it's a new table or the old table, then you lift up the table. Marimim oso. Lift that table up. And say, Hoshata hocha lishna ba'arad Yisrael. Hoshata avde lishna b'nei chayri. Kol dechvin yeisei v'yeicho, kol dechvin yeisei v'yifosach. Okay, we're not getting into how you can be making such a statement. But what did Sadio leave out? Halachmanya, right? There is no halachmanya in his Seder. However, there is still a sense of pageantry. You're bringing the table, you're lifting it up. Everybody's looking at it and saying, there's matzah on there, there's murder on there. Oh, what? What? And you're saying... We are here now. We will be in Israel next year. We are Avadim. The next year we're going to be B'nai Chayri. So, in a way, Sadia, although Halach Ma'anya was part of Amram's Seder, Sadia took it out. Sadia felt that it would be, in a way, anticlimactic to Gamliel's, Gamliel, the statement of Gamliel later. But there is a drama in Rav Sadia's way of doing it which is we bring a table. We lift up the table. And people say, ooh, ooh, right? And then you make the statement saying, we, are, we know that we are not truly free yet. We know that in some ways we are avadim. If we take a look at Sadia's version of avadim, you know, it's much shorter than what we have, which, again, is more reflects Rav Amram than Sadia's shortening of the statement. Here's Sadia's statement. Okay. Now that is not in our that is not in our avodamayinu. What's in our avodamayinu is the first part that we derive benefit from that event because we would have been enslaved had that not happened. We would still be slaves. But then, in Saja's version, we add what it's at the end of our Haggadah. It's not just them. We were also, and there we have So it's already said in Avodah Mayinu. Not the way we have. We have Osanu towards the end of the Seder after Rabbi Gamliel. In Sadia's version, it's already front and center in the beginning. It's interesting, of course, that there is no story about the Zikanim and B'nai Brak. Um, there is no Mishnah in Brachos about, about mentioning Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. That has nothing to do with the, this mitzvah, right? The Machlokas, um, Reboza ben Azariah and the Chachamim, and Ben Zoma, is really about the mitzvah of, Kriya, of, of saying Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every night. So if you were to be at Sad Yuseder, first of all, you wouldn't have had Halach Ma'anya. Secondly, you would you would have a vodamayino, a shortened version of it, that already has that pusik in from Veschana that says, we also were taken out. The way uh, bibliographers and other scholars have tried to find in that story, Maisa Rebelozer, Maisa Rebekiva, Tarfon, Brak. The, it's the only place that it, it's found is in the Haggadah. There is no other source for that story. In all Tanatic literature and all other, other sorts of tertiary literature, it cannot be found. Well, Sadia doesn't have it at all. It's not here. 
We go, that's true. That is a, a, a mechilta. Um, and of course, we have uh, the Chacham and the Rosh and the Tam, Sheyidei Um And we do exactly what, you know, pretty much uh, um, and then we have Hishamda, and then we darshan the Parsha of Bikurim, as the Mishnah says we are supposed to do. Now, when Sadia gets to the whole end of the Makas Pachoros, as you can see, we're missing the um, the Machlokas about how many Makas were at the Yamsuf. Masadi does mention that a little bit later, but it's not part of the standard text. And um, Richard, who has been at my Seder, knows that we skip it <laughs> because for time constraints. Um, and uh, based on Sadia and the Rambam, um, you know, we can see. And, and it really brings up another little point, which is, is Kriyas Yamsuf something we're supposed to talk about this night or not? Is Kriyas Yamsuf what we're supposed to emphasize? Maybe, you know, is, is, we said it, obviously, we, when we were Medavani Mara, we said we talked about Kriyas Yamsuf. But is that something we're supposed to get into, into the Haggadah? Um, clearly, if you do say it, and especially if you have the Kama uh, Milos Tovos, then you're talking about Kriyas Yamsuf in a major, major way. Um, so this really, you know, gets to the heart of what is the emphasis of this night, how we became slaves, and what happened on this particular evening. The fact that Sadia and, as we're going to see later, the Rambam and others, um, jettison that part, indicate that talking about Kriyas Yamsuf is not essential. And it might even take away, but, you know, Sadia has, Sadia sort of balances Mishnah of Rabbi Gamliel, if you go to your Mishnayot and you look up that Mishnah, you will see Rabbi Gamliel Hoya Omer, Kol Shavu Omar, Shlosha Dvarim Elu Bapesach. And again, uh, you know, Bapesach means on the night of Pesach, while you're eating the Korban Pesach, right? It could have been Okay, but let's move on from that, Diuk. Right? Doesn't say Pesach al Shuma. Doesn't say Matzah al Shuma. Doesn't say Moror al Shuma. I haven't checked Amram, but it seems to me whether it was, I, I do believe, I think I'm on safe territory saying that Sadia might have been the first to make this a question. In other words, to emphasize that it's an answer to the child's question. Or I'm asking the question. Here's the question. Question and answer. Pesach al Shuma al Shum. Now, if you just say, like the Mishnah, Pesach al Shum, it's not in the form of a question and answer. This is a subtle, but I think important difference between what Sadia did and the actual source that Sadia took it from. After Sadia, it was followed by the Rambam and others as the standard way to do it. And it makes sense because that way it turns out that Rabbi Gamliel was saying, and I think this is very an important thing to say, what does it mean, lo yotzi yudei chavoso? So this is a, a question you hear a lot. Chova of what? The chova of Sipur, not the chova of Matzah. There are some who say, some achronim who say, that Rogamil was saying, you're not really Yotze Matzah unless you talk about it, because it says Lechem Oni. You're not really Yotze Korban Pesach properly unless you explain it. I don't believe that's why what it's about. I'm not saying that's not an interesting possibility. But matzeshanu ochlim al shuma is al shum. The fact that it has to be a question and an answer. This is the way you do sipur yitzias mitzrayim. This is the way you do vahigadita. Higadita means you answer. So you ask the question and you answer it. 
Sadia inserts the question. The Mishnah doesn't have the question. The fact that he inserts a question and then makes sure that the the uh, the the enunciation is an answer to the question that shows you that this is a fulfillment of the mitzvah of sipur or haggadah of that needs to be done the sadia's alteration of the mishnaic text indicates that this is the key question and answer of the night that's all i'm saying at this point now the source text that is quoted Pesach, or um, right? Um, I, you know, I, I believe that although those don't appear in many versions of the Mishnayas, clearly uh, there, it was either in a Gemara that's lost to us, or it was in other Rishonim's Nuschos, and it's possible Sadia had that in the Mishnah. Um, I don't believe I do believe Sadia added Al Shuma. Um, in terms of the questions I start out with, in terms of Osanu or Bavur Ze Shemli, I want to show you here. No Pusik at all. No Pusik. No pusik of of bavurz also shemli, and no a thing of of osanu hotzi misham. Right, all he has behold over there chaydim liyotsatz makilu yotsa misham. However, although there is no pusik, remember Bob Sadius quoted that pusik already. It was quoted at the very beginning of the Haggadah. Avodam hayino of osanu hotzi misham, and therefore. Even though it's true, avoseinu, avoseinu, but we have to see ourselves Now, I guess what I would like to say is this. If a person doesn't work on himself, then it is history. Our responsibility is to mentally embrace the reality that it was us that it happened to. And primarily us. And I'm going to show you here in Sadia, in the Lefikach. Remember every remember the standard Nusach of Lefikach? Lemisha Osu Lavoseinu Velanu. It's basically based on a Mishnah, by the way. This is also from a Mishnah. Lefikach Anu Chayavim Lahodos. Sadia's version of that Mishnah, the way he inserts it in the Haggadah is, No Avos already. Once you get to Ubechol Dor Chayvadim Liros, we once again hearken back to that statement that was made about over and above the fact that we are the beneficiaries. It's us. And therefore, the lefikach is, we have to be mode of what happened to us. Now it's true, when we get to the bracha, once again, asher ga'alanu, it's us first. And of course, go'alus ha'voseinu. So I believe that sadya, Sadia feels that um, that what happens is a change, a subtle change, but the change is you can see the change in front of you. It's not in the standard text of the Haggadah, the best we get is at the Brocha after Hallel. Sadia, the change already occurs before Hallel, it becomes primary. And what makes it primary is this individual responsibility that you have that to be able to do that. What I'm saying, I believe, is also underscored 
by one of the most popular books of the Middle Ages from the Rishonim. It's the Sefer Kolbo, which was authored anonymously. Hu Yotzim Perish Achar Sha'amar HaKatuv in other words, it already says one pasuk. The first pasuk is Bavur when I went out. It could have said my avotenu. Even though we already have heard by avodam hayinu, this logical reason why we need to praise God as if it happened to us. There's a repetition here that makes it stronger. There's something stronger than we would still have been slaves, so what happened then affected us. Now, how, how, how did the Pasek and Veschanan prove it? Because the words Hosanu, Hotziu Misham, is really totally extra. Because it already says there, and God took us out of Mitzrayim. Why does it say again, and you will say, and we were taken out? That's Li'ikuva. It isn't just an idea. You must feel this way. It isn't just an idea based on the logic. It's you went out. Now, then he says another pshat. This, I believe, is what sadya means. It's le'ikuv. You can't think about it anymore just as, well, if they didn't go out, we wouldn't, we'd still be slaves. You have to believe you, it happened to you. In some way, you were there. In some way, that was you. That was us. About what happened to us. And it's only because it's us that we can sing and we can say the Hallel. Let me say it better. In our version of the Haggadah, somehow the Hallel flips. By saying the Hallel, we can now say it's mostly us. The way I'm explaining Sadia. It's because of this emphasis of Li'ikuva, I, that's the only way I can say Hallel. I can't say Hallel on the night of Pesach unless it's me. Now, it's true, we say Hallel all the time. The night of Pesach is the Hallel of who it happened to. It's as if it's occurring now to you at this moment. And that's the reason why you could say the Hallel. Now, Mystically, although Sadia was not a mystic, you can understand this and say, we were there, our souls were there, that was us. Somehow I lived. Now, Sadia did not believe in reincarnation. That was, he's famously against it. Yet, somehow, he is the champion of the idea that we were part of this. And I don't believe it's just purely a logical thing. It's our story. It's not just our ancestors' story. That, that's epigenetics. Yeah. I guess it's epigenetics means. Um, and and therefore, um, you know, you know, and, and, and this subtle change is important. And that you see from Vosanu Hotsimisham, like like the Kolbo explains. Normally you could say, okay, well, yeah, that, come on. No, Ikuva. You can't think of it any other way. Because obviously it's a pretty short Seder based on when you take all that other stuff out. And maybe that should tell you from Sadia's point of view that people are spending too much time on how many white hairs Rebosa Ben Azaria had. Sadia writes because he knows what people have been doing. He says, Rabbi Michavreinu, Mosifin Besipra Gaula, Arbaha Divurim Ha'elo. Many of my friends, and Amram and others mentioned them as well, but many of the Gaonim and people Sadia was familiar with have a long ad stuff in their Haggadah. Four different things in four different spots. One of them is in the Bore Priyagefen, 
and they there seems to have been, and I once saw a version of this called Bara Yayan Asis. There's like a whole pian to a whole praising of wine, of sweet, wonderful wine today. It's a bracha arucha. And the end of the bracha is, Melech HaMeroimam Levadoi. You created wine. We love wine and wine is so great. You created this great, incredible drink. It's only said on the night of Pesach. And people were saying this bracha. He says, that's awesome. And if you do it, you're mevatel the same. No, that's not supposed to be there. Now, there's three other things that other people have been saying. And I believe, since I'm writing this sitter for you, although it's not my custom to say it, I think it could be said. And Sadia gives us three hosafas, which I'm going to share with you. One of them is a long kiddish, right? Now, we know what the Kiddush was that Sadia quotes. Here's a long version of the Kiddush. It's, I don't know if Sadia himself touched it up or he copied it from some other Haggadah, but here's the long Kiddush that you can say. Right? He chose us. He enhanced us. He wanted us. And he gave us the glory. He separated us from all other nations. He gave us this great land. He sanctified his name in the whole world. It's not us. It's because of our ancestors. He did many great things for us. And nobody can figure out how great it is what he did. He called us this great people. He we're similar to all the to the stars. We are the greatest of all the nations. If you look at our faces, they shine like the sun. And the image of what the Jewish people are is like the angels above. When kings see us, they stand up. When princes see us, they bow down. But it's because of God who is faithful to us. He chose us. Anybody who's, anyone who sees us recognizes that we are the blessed seed that is from God. And he gave us a Kedusha forever. And that name that's on us is this great, incredible name. We are called his Edah. We are his Segulah. He brought us to our Sinai. He, we, he gave us his, the words that are so living and powerful of Torah that were written with his incredible, glorious finger. And he did miracles, taking us away from our, uh, our, 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 our enslavers and saving us from our people who hate us. And then you add, And he chose today as the great day, and he was Makanashit from all the times. And what's so great about today? This is the day to praise him about miraculous things and to remember it every year in order to have people to know that Hashem took us out as slaves from Mitzrayim, from the iron furnace, he saved us. And to also say that we accepted on Pesach itself his kingship and to serve him completely. And also to tell people that God punishes his enemies, takes revenge on them. And then we also mention Yamsuf. And we, 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 we uh, drown them in the sea. And all this is to say that God will do miracles and great things to all the, the people that he loves. And then you say, 
Talk about a long Kiddush. It's clear that in Sadia's time, this was a Kiddush that people love. Next thing that he says is before Gamliel is the Machlokas Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi Yez and Rabbi Kiv about how many Makos. Sadia's Hosafa, though, is a little bit different than ours. And I just want to share it with you. Because it's possible that Sadia Seder, somebody would want to have said this. So after Dayenu, or in the middle of Dayenu, we have this Medrash. And you can see it up on the board. How do we know that we got their money? What does Vienatzel mean? We made it like a net that had no fish. Why do we say that what happened at Yamsuf, the amount that we got there, is considered more significant than what we got during that we picked up when we asked everybody for their for for all their stuff? Because what they got in Mitzrayim was only the small stuff that they had in the house, but. The big storage places, the real rich treasure troves, the storage containers with all the expensive stuff, that for some reason they put on their armies when they were at the Yam. And then he brings a number of psukim to prove that. And basically, in the middle of this, there's an emphasis of how Bisas Hayam was so important. I've never seen this medrash, uh, you know, and quoting all these psukim, mentioning how um, even though, like even the pasuk that we say, "Vatirbi vitigadli," that we 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 gained and we were in Shirashirim, we became more. That was Bezus Mitzrayim. But Tavo Badayadayim, when we were wrapped up with all these wonderful accoutrements and all these jewelry, that was Bezus Hayam. Somehow Bezus Hayam was the greater one, and somehow the the Medrash goes into that. Um, then Sadia has something that's added at the very last bracha, the bracha of Asher Ga'alnu Vizgol Avosenu. Sadia says that there was an alphabetic acrostic, and you can see it. Aleph Beis Gimel, Atog Altas Avosenu Mitzrayim. And you can see all these additions, Biosa Vasenu Betokheretz Mitzrayim. And it's, it, it, it's, it re, it, at that bracha, at the end, right before, as Magid is ending, there is this, there is this acrostic that goes through, in short, through the Aleph Bays, the story, including Yamsuf. As you can see, it ends with um, um, And then he says, It's pretty long to say these three things. It doesn't hurt to say them because it's not in, in the davening. If this would be betocht filo, I'd say it's too long. Don't add it into the Shmones, right? This is not davening. You're sitting at the Seder. You maybe had a nap. You want to add this stuff? Okay. If this would be an addition in Tfilah, Sadia would say, wait, you can't add that into the words of Shmones, right? You can't, right? You can't make the brachas of chakras longer. But this is not Tfilah. This is sitting at the Seder. And even though you added it into the Kiddush, you added it into the brocha. Again, let me let me be clear. Sadia was aware in the Gaonic times that there was an extended, super long Kiddush and an extended, super long Asher Ga'alnu. And both of them had poetic compositions that took the story of Mitzrayim, including the emphasis on, on Kriyas Yamsuf. I would like to at least put the supposition that those aspects, Sadia is okay with them, but he does not believe that it's necessary because it's not necessary to speak about Yamsuf. It's really, uh, that's not the topic of the night. And therefore, 
if you want to add it to sort of like uh, sort of like complete the story, Sadia is not going to say that you've gone against the mitzvah, but it's not inherently part of the mitzvah. And I think that is clear from the fact that it's 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 an addition. Eh, doesn't hurt. Well, how did it happen that the people, the Mitzram, turned against us? We were just great citizens. What happened? So Sadia has an interesting interpretation on Asher Lo Yoda as Yosef. What does that mean? That they was it willful? Um, ignorance, disregard. Sadia said that um, it's not that people didn't know what Yosef did. But history is emphasized differently in every generation. They knew there was a Yosef and they knew he was a viceroy. But the point that he had saved Mitzrayim, that was downplayed. That's what it means, lo yoda as Yosef. It's not like, oh, I don't know who Yosef is. That's a very subtle difference. Yosef, one generation saw him as the hero. The other saw him as Millard Fillmore. Or, okay, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson is a perfect example. Andrew Jackson for years, and Bob, as a Southerner, you can relate to this, was for 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 much of our history known as one of the greatest presidents in terms of expansion, in terms of, of, of strengthening the office. By today's standards, Jackson is considered, you know, a, a, a rabid uh, Southerner who was in, into slavery. And he's and he's not given when I was growing up, Jackson always made the top five or six presidents was Andrew Jackson. And I think that's part of this, this change that occurred vis-a-vis Yosef. And that's part of what 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 he tries. And they the word is Shoel. So people will say Jews are, are thieves. What gave them the right to borrow, to ask? So Sadia wrote, Ain In other words, this is not when we have the word shoel in Parshas Mishpatim, where it means I'm borrowing it, I'm going to give it back to you. The word sheila can mean I'm asking you to give it to me. That's what sheila means. Yishalu means I did the Derech Eretz thing of asking you, and they gave it willfully. And he says, das. This was not gnevas das. This wasn't, oh, 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 oh you owed us the money, so I'm, 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 you're bar- I'm asking you uh, to borrow it, but this is just a way for me to get it. Chas v'sholem, Sadia said. Why? You know that it was mutter for them to ask for it because the work they did was immense. And you see in the Torah, the Torah talks about a, a slave who works for seven years that the master has to give him presents when he leaves, over and above any uh, anything they have made up. Hanektaniklo. So, of course. So, clearly, you cannot say about the Jews that they were, uh, that they were involved in Geneva. That's what Shoal means. And that's one proof. The Rambam's son had a tradition from Sadia that Sadia brought another proof. We know that Chana calls Shmuel Shmuel because he's Shaul Adonai. What does that mean, Shaul? <laughs> he's given totally over. It's not that, oh, I let God borrow him. <laughs> she didn't have him at all. As soon as as soon as he was able to 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 be on his own and not be nursed, he went up and he stayed as a navi and as part of the mishkan forever. He had no other life. And what does it say, Shaul? So again, that's one of Sadia's proofs that Shaul isn't. We we can't just be focusing on Parshas Mishpatim. Um, so 
again, these are small things, but I think they, they I think they reflect um, Sadia's mastery uh, and his his very common sense approach. And I think that if we would have been at Sadia's Seder, I think we would have been pleasantly enlightened. At the same time, he would have been pushing us, I think, to embrace whether what Richard called the epi, epi, epigenetics, an, ep, an, an epigenetic view that although he didn't believe in reincarnation, he definitely did not want it to be about them. It has to be our story. Like the Rambam, who I think borrowed from Sadia, when the Rambam wrote, that a person has to that it's happening at this moment, the Rambam writes. Yes, the Rambam put it into clear words, but I think that the that Sadi gives him the 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 force to say that incredible that incredible language that the Rambam uses. Again, the Rambam actually takes Sadi one step further. He has to indicate physically about himself as if he right now is going out. And he quotes, But then the Ramam says, this is part of the mitzvah. Remember, you were in Evan. In other words, it's got to be part of your bones. You have to ima- not just imagine it. You you have to say it. You have to create it. The zacharta. You have to create it. Ki Evan Oyisa. Kloi merkivu ata ba'atzamach Oyisa Evan. V'yotzta v'cherus v'nif deisa. The brisk the the briskers in Yerushalayim. Go have a fun time with this Rambam. Does that mean we have to believe we were actually enslaved? Or does that mean we spiritually were, were, were uplifted and changed? I can't answer that question, but I believe in many ways Sadia paved the approach for the Rambam to fill with those incredible statements that he does. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.